Hello and welcome to the PLUS Podcast, where we are student plus athletes that seek a relationship with God amidst our academic and athletic pursuits. Traditionally, the word student-athlete is hyphenated, where the dash represents a school-sport balance. We added a vertical line to the dash to create the PLUS, a symbol of our upward desire for God while competing for our school. My name is Camille Peisner. And I'm Skylar Jones. Join us as we interview fellow student plus athletes about their journey of faith and sport. Hi everyone, welcome to the Plus Podcast. Today I am joined by Blake Wilson, who is a baseball player at K-State, and super excited to have him on the podcast. He is friends with my boyfriend, and we also went to high school together, so a little bit of history there. Blake, thank you for joining. Thank you for having me, I'm very excited to be here. Oh, so we'll start off the way we start off every podcast, and that is, do you have a sports Bible verse? Yeah, um, my favorite verse is usually Ephesians 2.10. It says, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he prepared for us to do in advance. Oh, that's um, good. Just kind of, yeah, it's kind of one you don't really hear. It's not the Philippians 4.13, but <laughs> I, I really like it just because like you got to take pride. I don't know if that's the best word for it. Um, you have to take pride in who God wants you to be. And just you got to let him work through you no matter what you're doing. That's really important to remember as an athlete, especially in college, to stay grounded in the plan he has for you and who you are. That's really good. I've never heard that in the context of sport before, but super applicable. Um, and I guess you also had a great little foreshadow there of um, what we'll talk about today, and that is kind of your path, um, definitely a inspirational path to Kansas State where you are now and um, not what people were probably even you expected. And so would love to to later on here about all that God has done to lead you there. But start us off first, please, kind of how you got into baseball and faith and if the two have always been hand in hand or kind of separate entities. Yeah, so um, I'll I'll go baseball first because faith will take a little bit longer. (laughs) Um, I started playing when I was three, actually, but I played just about every sport possible. And it took a while for me to realize that baseball is my favorite. Like my parents never never really instilled like, Hey, you're going to do this or this is just as long as you're doing something. Um, so I played baseball since I was three and that was pretty much hand in hand with Taekwondo. Actually, I got my black belt when I was eight and the training for that was really fun. Um, I love doing it. Uh, I kind of grew out of it, but while I was doing that in baseball, I would get kind of picked on a little bit just for not being as good at basketball or football or whatever. Um, kind of always being undersized and that's where God really instilled a work work ethic in me and I didn't know it was him at the time it was a little interesting going through that because obviously nobody likes being picked on but um, I can see what he was doing in the moment and that yeah like I said that really instilled a work ethic in me um, without knowing it and I went to school with a lot of really good baseball players elementary and middle school I was supposed to go to legend high school so I went to public middle school a lot more athletes there and kind of fell under the trap of comparison and not developing as quick. So those years were a little tough, um, but I'm thankful for them. Yeah. So got into baseball and then I didn't really find my faith until my freshman year of high school. Uh, kind of always considered myself a Christian, but never really had a relationship with Jesus. And that's what being a Christian is all about, right? Like a lot of people think it's just going to church and it's, it's not. And there's a lot of people that think they're saved by just a prayer, but it's actually just knowing Jesus that saves us and him knowing us. So I 
went into went into Valor a little bit anxious, just trying to be cool, I guess. It was a very hard turnaround freshman to kind of middle of sophomore year when I found my face. I was dealing with a lot of spiritual warfare, hearing a lot of really negative stuff in my head. Um, and it was not not a very good time. Um, and I remember Mr. Kettler's class was, um, I had him for Bible class freshman year. I was really struggling one night and I just played worship music in bed. I just started breaking down and I just called out to God. And he, he answered, felt this overwhelming sense of peace and just love and joy. And that was the Holy Spirit. Um, and that's what happens when you're saved is he, he lives inside of you and we're the temple for him. So I lived kind of lukewarm for about a year, just trying to understand what being a Christian was and letting God speak to me. Um, kind of pulling back most of the time, resisting a little bit. But yeah, it was. I went through a very rough patch just with mental health and everything. Um, not necessarily anxiety or depression, just like not understanding what all these voices were because they didn't go away after I was saved. Right? And I was like, God, I thought you saved me from this. Like, what the heck? And then we went to the Dominican Republic for a mission trip. And I actually, I got baptized out there. And that's actually, I got a tattoo for it. So it was the, oh, cool. it was the day I was baptized and then Matthew 5, 3, which is blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Mm. So we, we were driving around in the Dominican and then we found the ocean, um, kind of found a spot that would fit all of us. And it was like a group of 50 people. And then we just basically said, all right, who wants to go first? And I was, I'm a really quiet kid. Like was pretty shy, especially then I was in the back and my hand just shot up. Like, I don't even mm. remember like making the decision. That is I was so like, cool. okay, guess I'm going. And then, um, went up to the front. It was coach wall and Tim Lynn and Walters were doing it. He was reading all the stuff about it and asking me all these questions. I was like, yes, absolutely. Yes. I accept him as my savior, all these things. And then I went underwater. I went underwater and it felt like I was underwater for like 20 minutes. Wow. And it was like, I could vaguely see and hear like a big gold room, like trumpets and really beautiful voices, like just singing. It was like, if I were in like a big gold ballroom, it was like, if I was underwater there, that's what it would have been like. So that's beautiful. I was like, okay. I was like, just at the most peace that I think I've ever been in. And it was beautiful. And I came out of the water. It was like, I think I just saw heaven. <laughs> like, I'm not quite <laughs> sure. I didn't really tell anybody in the moment, but I was like, okay, I don't really know what to do with that. But that was amazing. Um, and then a bunch of other guys got baptized. It was a beautiful day. And then we circled up to pray after like the baseball team normally does. And far as that, like I was, my back was to the ocean. And we we're in a circle and then there were like these stairs that led down. Um, and right as we were about to pray, a Dominican guy came down the stairs, went like broke through the circle, ran like straight up to me and like got this close to my face and his eyes, I kid you not, were like, it looked like they were tattooed red. And he was like wow. moving all over the place. Like his fists were clenched up and everything. Like he literally looked like he wanted to come up and just kill me, <laughs> which was Whoa. not not very settling. I'll say that. And come to find out the Dominican is one of the capitals of the world for spiritual warfare and witchcraft is like one of the main religions there. Mm. And I didn't know that going into it. So this guy that obviously is possessed or is just demon incarnated itself is standing in front of me, like shaking, just staring at me. I was like, whoa, okay. (laughs) Like, is anybody else seeing this? Like, what's going on? (laughs) 
Um, and then Bond was like, yeah, just let's just pray with him. So like we put him, put him in the circle, put my arm around him. And honestly, I don't remember what we prayed about. My eyes were open the entire time and I was looking at him, making sure he didn't do anything. Um, and then once we were done praying, he like, he just looked at me and swam out into the ocean and we stayed at the beach for another hour and he never came back. Wow. I've had the chills for like the last five minutes, by the way. (laughs) That is amazing, Blake. It was very, like, I didn't really know what it meant in the moment. Cause like, especially being a young Christian and really young in my faith, I was like, did that guy just die? Like what just happened? A couple of years later, God revealed it to me. He was like, that was me freeing you from all the spiritual warfare that Satan was trying to keep you away from me, trying to distract you from me and all this stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is, that's amazing. And I was like, I didn't really know if other people went through this. So yeah, that's why I got my tattoo because it's kind of a cool story to bring up. And it was a Absolutely. really, really special experience. Um, I'm so thankful for it and so humbled by it too. The, like it, athletics give you a platform to tell stories like that, that God actually wants to heal you from all the crap that's going on around the world and around your friend circle and your family and everything. Wow. Thank you for sharing. And would you say mm-hmm. that, I know you mentioned comparison in middle school, is that kind of some of the thoughts and spiritual warfare you were dealing with or was it, did any of it pertain to sports at all? Um, a little bit, like it got to the point where I was actually having it at practice, like just on the verge of anxiety attacks, pretty much, pretty much the voices are saying like, you're never going to be good enough. Like nobody loves you. You're depressed. Wow. All these things like super dark things. Um, and I was getting it at sports and I was like, what the heck, this is my place of escape. Like I yeah, usually don't even think when I'm at practice, like what's going on. So, mm-hmm. um, Luckily, I had Caden Potter with me. He was going through some of the same stuff at the same time. And we talked about it at practice. We're like, okay, we're going through it at the same time. So why why are we going to try and fight the battle alone? Right. So totally. If if God's letting it happen at practice, obviously, he's serving a purpose through baseball and our faith. And he's the most important thing, first of all. So, yeah. Beautiful transformation story there and I'm, I'm just so excited for this to be published and and more people can hear about it because that's just so 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 cool and so rewinding back to where you said you were undersized and so growing up and how that kind of instilled a work ethic in you and after working through these things freshman sophomore year take us back to the timeline in terms of your work ethic and um, how your faith kind of shaped that and where it took you in terms of recruiting. Absolutely. So um, freshman, sophomore year, I was actually would come home after practice and lifts and would just hit my garage, like just off the tee for like three hours. And I have like wow. this whole, whole list of everything that um, like the routine that I was doing and looking back, probably wasn't smart hitting that much. But <laughs> I was taking like 800 swings almost every night. Wow. Um, just trying to at least get good enough to be like everybody else at Valor because like it's literally a haven for good athletes right and I was like (laughs) I wasn't ever the most athletic the fastest the strongest the biggest so I had to do things that everybody else wouldn't do right and looking back like I'm so thankful that I'm not the most athletic or the biggest or the strongest Mm -hmm. because that doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna have the most success right like it's gonna be the people that are taking the gifts that God gives them and actually using them for his glory and not taking them for granted right so mm-hmm. yeah freshman to sophomore year was a little tough because I was a late bloomer 
So I was, <laughs> I was a little behind everybody um, and then finally got that growth spurt around late sophomore year, early junior year. Um, and then COVID hit. So that was kind of a dent in the road, but honestly, it was one of the best things for me because I was just lifting and hitting constantly. It kind of all came to fruition my senior year. Um, was getting recruited mostly by junior colleges. I had some Division One interests, but it wasn't anything crazy. And I was really frustrated because like perfect game had me ranked at the number two shortstop in Colorado. But all these guys that are ranked below me, and that's not that sounds really bad. Like it's not <laughs> like they're below me, but it's like if I'm this good by a scouting service, why am I not getting all these other offers? Right? Yeah. So that that recruiting process, honestly, was very, very difficult. And did we sign the same day? Do you remember? I think so. Did you sign the same day as Radic? I did not. No, he was in. I was in the spring one. Um, And I I talked about it in that speech. I was like, honestly, kind of disappointed that I wasn't up there, like Mm. saying, oh, yeah, I get to go to Auburn or I get to go to TCU or wherever. Mm. And I wasn't good enough back then to go to any of those schools. But like that's the kind of expectation that I had for myself because I saw yeah. how hard I worked and I was humbled by it. there's a lot of people that weren't that weren't working that hard and they were just naturally gifted yeah. so didn't really know what to expect going into JUCO and I if I could go back and do it again a hundred times I would the exact same way it was mm. literally the best thing I could have done because um, like you look all around the country at some of the best players and they really don't even play as freshmen. Mm -hmm. I'm like okay so I actually got to play as a freshman and that's not to be cocky or anything I'm just I'm thankful for it that's just how that's the route that it was and junior college is a gigantic blessing if you use it right it's a launching pad into the power five life I guess or whatever you want to call (laughs) it like I'm very thankful for it and I got I got an extremely awesome opportunity to go play at the level that I've always wanted to. Um, and that's because of God and he's instilled work ethic in me that I can't take credit for. Like it's, I have none of this without him and I don't want any of it without him. So um, I'm excited to see what this next year holds. And then the years after that, because from the looks of it, professional baseball will be a really, really good platform to preach the gospel and to keep doing stuff like this. That's beautiful. And my question is, how does your faith almost like inform or validate or just give you the strength to work hard? It's it definitely takes a lot of internal motivation to have such a high work ethic. But it seems like for you, it's not all internal or if it is internal, it's the Holy Spirit within you. So is there anything in God's character or in the Bible, um, in addition to the verse you gave us earlier that has kind of motivated you or just like kept your eyes forward yeah i mean like just out of the ephesians verse it's like we are the handiwork so why are we going to try and take credit in it like god's trying to do something through us and everything like he cares about every aspect of our lives like a lot of people say well sports are you're not sports are an idol for everybody to play sports well that's not necessarily true like you can see what tim tebow's done with his career and he was like one of the best college football players ever. And I don't know much about football, but from what I know, that's the statement. So it's like God, God is trying to use us in everything that we do. And like, I, I like looking at David, like he is the perfect representation of God's handiwork. Like he messed up a lot. Right. And he's, 
he sinned so much as a king, but he's not remembered for that. He's remembered because he was a man after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. And he, he knows him. And one of the other verses that I really like, um, it's in Hosea. And this is God talking. He says, for I desire steadfast love, not sacrifice, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. Mm. So like that was, that verse was absolutely eye-opening to me. I'm like, holy crap, like everybody that I know is going wrong about like, knowing god right it's all about like here you can have this like just take everything but he like just wants our heart and he just wants us to know him Mm -hmm. so from journeying from really legalistic for the first couple years of my faith into actually knowing the heart of god Mm -hmm. and like i'm like i feel like i haven't even made a crack in it and it's like just the most mind-blowing thing ever the motivation won't always be there and that's yeah. something that I learned pretty early on in my high school career. So you have to be disciplined when you're not motivated. Yeah. And you have to do things that suck. You have to do things mm-hmm. when you don't feel like doing them um, to stay on track and stay on routine. Because if it was easy, everybody would do it, right? If everybody right. always felt good, everybody would go be playing in MLB, right? Everybody would have a really long career. So discipline and motivation and things that suck are the biggest gifts from God, at least in my point of view, because it strengthens us and it makes us more thankful for him and his presence because he's with us always in those situations. Absolutely. And there will be days. There are certainly days when you wake up and you would rather hit the snooze button than open your Bible or days when you would rather, days when you would rather, um, you know, not go to practice and for me in track, there's, I mean, like every day, it's like you're going to lay on the ground for 30 minutes and puke a couple times and yeah. maybe pass out. But, you know, like those are the hard things that no one wants to do. Those are the hard things no one really wants to read. I mean, I think this isn't a stretch, but a lot of people probably don't want to read numbers, you know, like those, those oh, chapters. Yeah. And, you know, it's just <laughs> the things like, out of context. <laughs> least, yep. Yeah. Yep. And so just being, like you said, disciplined and as student athletes, I think we have an advantage and our propensity to thrive in routines because we can have a routine and we to wake up in the morning, open the Bible, do your reading for the day, just things like that, which is very similar to doing our exercises, going to practice. Because I mean, honestly, if I didn't have a routine, I wouldn't, A, wouldn't be able to stay in the word and B, probably wouldn't have the same motivation to, to keep training. So there's definitely something exactly. unique about student athletes and translation that translation into the bible and so what advice and obviously this is this is a gift from god is being able to stay grounded in his grace but you'd think that a lot of people once they have made it like you said you made it to your goal of playing division one at this level and and obviously you have more goals down the road um, professionally but for now you've made it to that goal and so what is it like being there and do you ever feel like you made it and if so is it easy to get caught up and look what I did for myself or I guess to circle back to the start of my question like what advice do you have for others to stay hungry and to stay humble yeah so I mean I head out to campus like a week from today so I don't know exactly what that life will be like and I'm really excited for it but there have been certain situations where you get treated different because you're going to a power five school or you have a really cool opportunity to play a significant role on one of these teams um the biggest thing that i would say is there's always going to be two voices and two sets of ears in the room there's going to be mm. god 
he's going to be the quiet voice that's whispering to you that you you know is there and often you don't like listening to it because you're like oh i don't know that doesn't sound too fun and then there's satan's voice that's trying to like exalt yourself and trying to take pride in all these things and like enjoy everybody that's saying yeah like oh you're something special like Mm -hmm. especially for guys like division one athletes like they're are a lot of opportunities with women like that can set you back a lot and it's really difficult mm-hmm. to stay on track like we can talk about it as much as you want but like when it comes down to it like you have to know which voice is god and which voice is not and how to how to want to listen to god's is one of the biggest things that i am trying to learn because you can say yes and be like all right fine let's <laughs> do it your way i guess yeah and, like that's just god changing your heart in reality yeah. it's like when you want his way, that's when life will change for you. Absolutely. So I'd, I'd also say, like, stay busy for sure, training and everything, but start your day reading the Bible. Like, it, it can yeah. only be one verse or something. It's read your Bible and pray. Like, that's when my life started to change in every aspect is I started my mornings, like, even just for a minute. It can be 10 minutes. It can be an hour. It could be whatever. Um, but just, like, reading, looking for God in the bible right and then praying and like giving the day to him thanking the day or thanking him for the day and realizing like on both ends god is going to be there for you and everything in between too because mm-hmm. like being a student athlete you're insanely busy with classes with practice with recovery with nutrition everything like you are going 24 7 and also resting at the same time like you need rest yeah. like god made rest so make sure you do that too <laughs> Like, just kind of look at David, too. Like, he didn't say, oh, yeah, I'm king because it's my doing. Like, he was a shepherd before. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't have been king without God. Being faithful mm-hmm. in the little things and eventually winning the trust and having the blessing of the big things. So I think you and Radic both do a really good job at that and, and totally can see it coming to fruition for you. And I'm super excited for, for you for that. Thank you. Tell us, tell us what, I know you haven't been on campus yet, but... Do you, or have, maybe you have, but what what does it look like for you? How can we be praying for you? How can we be cheering you on at Kansas State? Yeah. Um, I mean, I was on campus for the visit, which was awesome. Um, and it's going to be a lot different than Fort Scott Community College, that's for sure. Um, it's a lot bigger. <laughs> so I'd say, obviously, staying firm in who I am, but kind of being confident in what God wants to do through me. Like, I'm not just there to play baseball. Like, I'm there to spread the gospel and to be a man of God that my teammates can look at and I can help them closer towards Jesus and they can help me closer towards Jesus because mm-hmm. I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect other than God, but community is the biggest thing that can help us get closer to God. Right. So sure. there's a lot of athletes that don't necessarily know that. Um, yeah. Like just being a light, right. And serving God in every situation that I have, I'm not going to be perfect. I know that. And I don't expect that. I just want to like have, an open heart and an open mind to what God wants me to do in the situations he wants me in. Oh, I love thank that. Thank you so much for joining too. This is, this is great. And um, definitely going to touch some people. And, and it seemed like you remind me a lot of the quote that God didn't bless you just to bless you, but to use our blessings to, to expand his kingdom and also just lead others to him. And so I have no doubt that this podcast um whatever you choose to share it on and with with um but also your time at kansas state and beyond will definitely continue to bless others so keep it up